0: Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, good morning. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Quinn. Thank you, Bishop, (laughs) aka Bishop. We appreciate you 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 to the fullest. Thank you. Thank God for you. Thank God for everyone joining in this morning. I tell you, you, we are excited this morning. Praise God. We get to eat some more good food this morning. We get to hear the continuation of the awesome work God that was shared with us on last Sunday. We get to hear more about it on this Sunday. Praise God. We thank you everyone for joining in. CastBox Live, Facebook Live. Praise God. For those of you who have called in on the conference line, we welcome you. All those of you who are tuned in right now, we praise God for you. Thank you for joining us, amen, as we continue to seek after the word of God. I tell you, it's been so good. We're still celebrating, amen. We, we've we been celebrating Jesus all year, amen, and we're going to continue celebrating, and it has been an awesome time, an awesome time indeed. Uh, we welcome those of you who who are not not saying, we welcome you this morning, amen, to come along with us and hear the word of the Lord. We know it's going to be a blessing to you. The word is always good. The word is always on. We thank God that he's allowed us to keep the virtual church going, amen, and Mm. each time it just gets better and better, amen. God makes provision for his people so that they can always get his word, so that the Mm. word can always get out as long as you keep it about him. I'm Pastor Phoebe Davis. This is my husband, Pastor Eric Davis. We are the pastors of More Than Conquerors. Warriors for Christ Ministries, amen. We thank God for you. We thank God for them. We thank God for our pastors, Pastors Lester and Sharon Hayes of New Freedom Christian Ministries and the ministers and the church family as well. We thank God for all of you, everyone. Thank God that you're continuing to seek after Jesus. Amen, because I'm telling you, he's the answer to everything, amen. He is truly what this world needs. Amen. We can't get enough of him. Amen. So I'm so excited this morning just to hear what the Lord has for us. Hey, I got my notebook. I got my pencil. Amen. Got my word here so that I can follow along and just get as many nuggets as I can. So I can share these nuggets with others. Amen. So we thank God for you, pastors, Lester, pastor Sharon. Thank you for just continuing to share what god did amen and what he's continuing to do in your life amen, amen. to god be all,
1: all the glory be all the glory all the honor all the praise thank amen. god amen as pastor feeble amen was invited everyone praise be to god every platform amen that god has tremendously blessed us with amen we have been creating a prayer culture for god Prayer Line Podcast. Amen. If you're not able to get on Facebook Live, you can dial 712 775 7085. SS code 123218. pounds 12775 7085. SS code one two three two one eight pound amen we thank god amen for those who are tuning in on our cast bot live we also have pod bean live we also praise be to god have, amen, the opportunity as we are a family of believers to put together once again to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the reason. This is the season. This is why we do what we do. We are amen. so excited, amen, for you allowing us to come into your house and be invited into your dwelling, into your residence, amen, to sit down with you, amen, praise be to God, to speak the word of the Lord, to amen. teach the word of the Lord, to yes. teach the free sound doctrine as a man and woman of God is going to do, amen, as they bring forth, amen, fresh manner from heaven, praise be to God, an awesome testimony, amen, on how they have overcome, amen, by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb through this COVID-19, this pandemic, through all the other social injustice that is going on. We truly thank God, amen, as you hear. What thus said the Lord. Faith coming by hearing, and hearing is the word of the Lord. And this testimony will show Amen and prove that God is who He say He is. Amen. And whose report are you gonna believe in? Amen. Believe in the Lord's report. Hallelujah. So thank God for your 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 present today, Amen. We love you, Amen. Thank God for all of our members and our listeners. And continue to join with us each and every morning, every Wednesday night, our power prayer, Thursday night, Wisdom Call, Bible Study. We thank God for you. Amen. More than Conquered Way for Christ ministry and New Freedom Christian ministry. And all of our pastors and leaders and apostles and bishops, amen. Thank you, amen, for taking time out. Praise be to God. Because virtue is where it's at right now. We're being safe. We continue to be wise. By doing what God is required to do, obeying the laws of the land, we thank God, amen, Amen. for the word, amen, that is coming forth today. So as you sit at your homes, amen, and at your table, praise be to God, get your word out, your sword, your sharpen, you got the heaven of salvation on, you got the breastplate of righteousness on, you got the shield of faith, the belt of truth buckled around your waist and your feet that is fitted with the gospel of peace, hallelujah, Got your garment of praise on, amen. hallelujah! So get ready, amen. Thank God, amen. As we introduce our pastor, Pastor Lester and Sharon Hayes, Sharon our Hayes. new Freedom Christian amen. Ministry. God bless you, love you in Jesus' name, amen, amen, Reach amen. The word, pastor. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hello. Yes. Thank you,
0: Jesus.
1: Hallelujah! Yes love y'all. Hello. Amen. Hello. Amen.
2: Good, morning,
1: Lord, good morning. Everybody. Praise
2: the Lord, everybody. What amen. a beautiful day, amen. right, Pastor? Yes, it Pastor? is. Yes, it oh, is. My One goodness. that the Lord has yes, made. Yes, it is. We yes, come to rejoice is. and be glad in it. Amen.
3: Amen, amen. Yes, We Lord, just want to take a moment to thank, thank you. Pastor Eric and Pastor yes, Phoebe for such a wonderful introduction <coughs> and I start to say who are they talking about Pastor? <laughs> <laughs> but you know we just thank God for them. Amen. Because um uh, you know, they're doing a the work, and God is yes. helping them. And, Amen. You know, they're learning from God. See, that's the yes. awesome thing. Yes. We are all learning yes. from the Mass. Hallelujah. Like the one who knows everything. Hallelujah. He's teaching us through each yes. other, through, yes. uh, definitely through his word. Yes, yes. His yes. word is the foundation for everything. Yes. You know, whether you accept his word or not, it's still the foundation.
2: That's right. That's right. Doesn't right.
3: change anything. That's right. His word is still yes. the foundation. Yes. It'll tell you yes. if you're going to heaven, if you're going to hell, and whether you agree or yes. not, that is what's Come on. going to happen. Come on. So we can't change God's word no, just because not. we don't agree yes. with a certain parts. That doesn't make it change. Hallelujah. His word is true.
0: Yes. Come on. Come yes. on. Yes. A
3: lie does not change the truth. My, my, His my. word is true. So I just thank him for his word. Also, we want to thank everyone who's tuning in today. We thank God that you took your time to tune in to hear the word of God.
2: hallelujah.
3: And, you know, it's just a privilege. It's a privilege for all of us that God has given us his word. Come on. And that we have access to God. Hallelujah. It's no no more... You got to wait on come the priest on. to come out. You don't mm. have to do that mm. anymore. Mm. You know, God yes. has made us
2: priests. That's right. That we can That's go right.
3: into him. Yes,
2: outside. yes. The that has been rent. Oh, you
3: took it right out of my mouth. Yes. I was That's getting right. ready to it say really that fast. Man,
2: think alike.
3: Come on, come on. The Bible said he rent the veil. In other words, <laughs> it's the <that> corn. <clears throat> that word rent means up to the bottom. That's right. So now everyone is welcome. yes. It's
2: all believers have.
3: Jesus happened. was that foundation. Jesus was that.
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: he was that unblemished lamb yes. that it took to satisfy yes. God. Yeah. And once that happened, the veil was rent. Mm-hmm. Now God is open to everyone yes. to come to Him yes. for Boldly. ourselves. That's Boldly right. Boldly come. Present That's your bodies
2: to Him. Living sacrifice, holy right. and acceptable to God without spot or without wrinkle, because the blood of Christ has sanctified mm. us. as priests.
3: Yes, he has. Yes. yes, he has. So we're privileged <coughs> people. And uh, today, I'd like to just uh, give you a word of encouragement. Pastor Lester, he's going to talk to us today. He has a message for us today about fighting against doubt and unbelief. And I just want to read this Psalms to you because. And reading this, it's an encouragement for us to believe in God, yes. to believe that He is who yes. he, said he is, yes. and to know that your problems are not the first problems God ever dealt with. Yes, I mean He is a master. Hallelujah, at this. Hallelujah. He have dealt with mm. everything mm. Mm. you
1: can Come think on. of
3: and what you will never yes. think of. Confident. God has dealt yes. with it and conquered it. So. We don't need to be afraid, and we don't need to doubt and not believe God. Mm. Because God knows what he's doing, even when we don't. Yes,
2: it's a blessing from God.
3: I have been in many situations, and Mm. I didn't know what I was Mm. doing. I didn't know which way I would turn. Mm. But I had confidence. And yeah. I believe that God knew Come what
0: on, he Pastor. was doing. Yes. you know
3: what? I just grabbed on to him, you yes. know, yes. and I just went with where yes. God took me. Yes. And that's what we have to learn to do. Mm. So today I would like to share with you Psalms, the book of Psalms, Psalm 107, starting at verse 1. Again, that's the book of Psalms yes. 107, starting at verse one glory i was so blessed to read this this morning that i had to share it and it reads oh give thanks Mm. unto the lord for he is good for his mercy and do it forever let me tell you something his mercy won't Mm. run out at the end of the day Mm. Next week, he won't say, Sharon, I'm tired of
2: you. Get
3: away from me. His mercy will continue. It will continue Mm -hmm. to
2: flow Mm -hmm. in my life.
3: Verse two says, "Let the redeem of the Lord say, say so. so." Well, let me tell you, I Hallelujah. say so. We say so. We this say so. We, we have been the... redeemed yes. by the blood yes. of the Lamb, the curse and I the say Lord. so. Every oh, season. glory, glory, glory! Mm-hmm. Let the Redeemer of the Lord mm-hmm. say so, whom He yes. has redeemed mm-hmm. from the hand mm-hmm. ooh, yes. Jesus, of the enemy. Come on! Oh man. my God! My, 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 my. And Verse three, and gathered them out of the mm. land, mm. listen, from the east mm. and from the west yeah. and from the north yes. and mm. from the south. Ooh. In every yes. direction, God mm. has gathered Very his hard. children back. Yes. Verse four, they wandered. In the wilderness, Mm, in a solitary way. Mm, Yes, mm, yes, there were times in our lives we were in a hard place. We wandered out there in the wilderness, in a solitary place, all by ourselves, away from God. Come on now. That's like the truth. Yeah. And we found, they found no city to dwell Mm -mm, in. mm -mm. Verse five, hunger. Hungry and thirsty, yeah. their souls fainted mm, in mm, oh mm, Jesus, mm, listen, my, my, my. we're in a terrible shape when yes. our souls glory. have fainted my, my, my. within us. That's my, like my, the my. walking dead. Mm, 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 You're alive, but your soul Hallelujah. is out. My, my, it my, my, fainted, glory. it is glory. out. And people Mm, are walking mm, around like that today Mm. with everything going Mm, mm, on mm, in mm, the world mm, today. mm, It's so easy to be walking around like that. Because, listen, Mm. people are dealing with their everyday problems, work or being out of work, how to pay the bills, their children, Mm. different family Mm. members, Mm. spouses. Mm. And on top of that, on yes. top of that, yes. we have COVID-19. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out mm-hmm. if our government will keep going. Mm-hmm. We have so many issues yes. to the point where people just mm-hmm. give up and faint. Their yeah. souls faint mm-hmm. within them. Mm-hmm. And so here we see God will still right. help us. Mm-hmm. Verse 6, then they cry unto mm-hmm. the Lord. Oh, if you can just muster yes. up the strength to cry out mm-hmm. into the unto the Lord yes. in you your troubles. Cry, an he said then they cried unto the Lord in their troubles yes. and he delivered them yes. out of their distress. My, my, my. This is <laughs> why you gotta only do it. You gotta keep fighting yes, against come that on, doubt come that on. tells you that yes. it's over. You must keep mm-hmm. fighting against my, it. My, my, You've my, my. got to yes. stand that yes. flat foot and say, Hallelujah. my God shall supply all my yes. needs according to my, my, his my, my, riches whoop. and glory. My and if God, at this God. point in your life you don't know God, mm. all you have to do yes. is say, God, my, I want to get yes. to know you. Yes. Oh, I want to yes. give my life. Yes, yes. i believe that jesus uh, was mm-hmm, given mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, this world and he god, died for god. us mm-hmm. 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 not just for the church but for the world mm-hmm. read john 3 and 16 yes. for the world mm-hmm. and and we gotta tell god we believe that yes. he, he hung on that cross
2: hallelujah. he hallelujah. took care of ourselves yes hallelujah
3: He died, he was buried, and you raised him up, and by the same power, God, that you raised him up, you can save me, and you have. So, So, you know, even if you're not saved saved now, even if Uh you don't fit the category Uh that talks about one Uh of his children, Uh You have the option to become one. It's all what you believe in your heart and you speak out in your mouth. Glory,
1: glory, Mm glory.
3: Go to the Book of Romans, Mm -hmm. the 10th
2: chapter. Yes, Lord. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Starting
3: at first. 9 and mm, 10. Mm, Read the mm, whole chapter hallelujah. if you like. I want you to pay close attention mm, 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 to 9 and 10. Yeah. Come on now. Mm, Ooh. Mm, See, then you can cry yeah. like verse 6 said. Yeah. Then they cried mm, unto the Lord nah, in nah, their nah, trouble. Nah, and he yeah, delivered them, them out of yeah, their distress. Mm, and he mm, led them forth yeah. by the right yeah. way. Don't you want nah, 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 right nah, nah, nah. yeah, to go the right way? Aren't you tired of having to yes. fight Thank all your day, mm. all your way through, through mm. the entire my, 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 day? My, 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 then you come glory, home and it's glory, another fight. Glory. Listen, let's go the right way. Mm. Let's yes. let the yes. Lord lead yes. us the yes. right yes. way. Oh, mm. I love that. Mm. That they might go to yes. a city yes. of habitation.
2: My God, my God. Verse 8. You have prepared.
3: Mm. Oh, that man
2: would pray. Yes, the Lord. Mm
3: for his goodness yes. oh i want to praise him for his goodness <clears throat> yes. not for what he could do for me my, but his my, my, goodness cost, good. his goodness is in mm. him. yes his goodness yes. is his personality Your it's goodness. who god is yes. let me tell you he yes. moves with good yes oh my god mm. in the presence of god you will become
2: good yes
3: <laughs> not because of you because God's goodness will ooze out
2: yes. and penetrate glory. Glory. you, will glory.
3: penetrate mm, me. My, my, my. And that's what's so important about knowing Him yes. for His goodness yes. and for His yes. wonderful works mm, to the children mm, of men. Come on.
2: Glory. For He
3: satisfied mm. the longing soul. Mm. Ooh, He satisfied yes. my soul, Pastor. My God. Let me tell y'all yes. when my soul was thirsty and hungry yes. and could couldn't go any more, and I gave up and turned my life over to the Lord. I've never been so satisfied. Oh Jesus, He satisfied Thank you, Lord. Oh, the hungry soul with goodness, His goodness. Oh, so here we see we've got a reason to fight. I want to live this life. I don't ever want to go away from it. And we gotta, we gotta put up a. Fight. yes. I can't mm-hmm. let unbelief my, 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 and my, my. doubt Come on. penetrate or Come enter on. me. And I thank God mm-hmm. for the message today. Yes. Because Pastor, I'm getting mm-hmm. ready to turn it yes. over, Pastor yes. Laska. Yes. And he's gonna preach and mm-hmm. teach my. us about fighting. Mm-hmm. Fighting this fight
2: yes. to
3: keep mm-hmm. our very mm-hmm. own.
2: Faith yes. mm-hmm. My God. That
3: we doubt. Mm-hmm. The Lord died, Mm-mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. is no unbelief dwell mm-hmm. within Come us. Come on, no unbelief. Mm-hmm. So, Pastor Lester, with great pleasure, <laughs> I turn it over to you. Amen. I'm gonna take my seat right over there, and I'm gonna listen to the word just like you
2: Amen. are. We love
3: you, and we thank God Amen.
2: for you. Amen. All right, thank Pastor. You, thank you, Pastor Sharon. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you for that word of encouragement. Amen. Amen. We thank God for. Uh, David's letter amen in the book of psalms chapter 107 those eight verses eight or nine verses that she shared with us amen because god's children israel made a lot of mistakes Mm -hmm. you know they let doubt and unbelief come in and take over Mm -hmm. and it led to them murmuring bickering and complaining when they should have just believed what the lord had told them you know Mm -hmm. that you know, there was going to be provision for them in the promised land. Amen. And because they saw things that are to be bigger than them, they doubted. And, they, and, and, and what happened was none of that generation, 40 years and older, settled in the promised land. You know, they were provided for, but they died wandering around in a 10-mile circumference complaining, mm-hmm. bickering, and murmuring, you know. And so yeah. that's what doubt and unbelief will do to you. You know, it'll destroy your promised land. It'll destroy you from even uh, being able to enter into your promised land. And so we thank the Lord this morning. We just pray right now, Father, that you would just have your way. Send us the word of wisdom today. God, just speak to us today. Amen. Because we are, as Pastor Sharon stated, up against so many different things that's challenging us. Primarily, most of the things that I'm learning that is challenging us are basically things that challenge us physically, financially, emotionally. But, Uh, For those real true believers, you know, we are being uh, uh, dependent upon the spirit of God because, you know, flesh is perishing anyway. These things are are, are challenging us, our flesh, you know, our, our, our physical existence. But my God, it just seems like in the midst of all of these trials and tribulations that just like the word of God said, our spirits are being made strong because these things are driving us back into the word of God, driving us back into our prayer clauses, driving us, man, to have a song in our hearts where we can make melodies unto the Lord, man, and then encourage ourselves. A lot of us are singing new songs today that we didn't sing before all of this pandemic and all these other things, these economic crises and all these things that have hit us all of a sudden in 2020. And so I want to be able to just speak to you today. Amen. Uh, this is a continuation of last week's message when Pastor Sharon and I had actually tested positive for COVID. And let me tell you something, you heard us say, we don't wish that on anybody. I mean, every part of our body went through exactly what the diagnosis said. We experienced it in real time. And yes, there was moments when we thought we were out of here and didn't even know what was going on. At the time, we did not know it was COVID. We had to go through some things a few days before we decided to go be tested. And when we went and got tested, it tested positive. And now we were able to understand what was going on. And at that particular time, you know, we were so glad that we had basically trusted God all along. And we knew that God had not abandoned or forsaken us, but we was just wanting God to just make this thing go away, man. But we were being challenged every kind of way. You know, there was doors open for doubt. There was doors open for unbelief that I never really had to deal with because I'd never been through COVID. And those things were just challenging me, you know, and in the midst of it, I remember the Lord telling me, and some of you heard it last week, he was telling me, look, I'm not the one that's trying to kill still, or destroy you or destroy your health. You know, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And he told me, you have to fight for your health. You have to fight for everything these days because you do have a thief, Satan, our adversary, who's going to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He want to take us out while all this stuff is coming at us at the same time. And, and unfortunately, there are a lot of people who did not take the time before this happened to probably prepared themselves. Yeah, they were going to church, man. But right now, they don't have a scripture to stand on. They don't have a scripture in their mouth to say anything. So they're just getting beat up unnecessarily. And so one of the things that I want to share today is what did COVID teach me? What did I learn about COVID? What did I learn about God going through this COVID thing? You know, uh, uh, we went through it, man. It, it tried to take us out. It was not pretty. Our bodies ate, man. We had problems breathing. We had all those symptoms. You know, we didn't go to a hospital. We didn't take no over the counter drugs because we had the gospel, and we began to say, God, if it, you know, if, if, if you, if, if this is how you want us to go, we are prepared. We're ready. But if not, Lord God, then hey, we'll be here. We're not going anywhere. And God began to give us the word, both of us, in that situation. But as I look back over it, having gone through it, there are some things I wanted to come back this morning and share with you some things that I learned. Because when God says fight for your health, you know, we got to know, number one, who we fighting, you know. And I thought it was just, you know, when he gave me the script in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, I'm just going to beat up on Satan, who's already been made to show up openly, you know, by God. He's already defeated him. But there are some other little things, too. I call them the little foxes that try to sneak in while you're looking at the big bear, the big wolf. You got to worry about these little bitty foxes, too. And so this is when this week the Lord just began to do Well, it wasn't just this week. It just became more clear this week is that there are things you got to fight against, the same things that Jesus fought against when he was going about in their synagogues teaching and healing all manner of disease on his way to the Passover feast. He dealt with a lot of things, but in every situation, he taught them what they were dealing with to keep them focused. And here's what he prayed to the father each and every time. Father, (coughs) help their doubt and unbelief. You know why he prayed that? Because they didn't recognize that that, that they were doubting God and that there was a door open for unbelief to come in. Even though they they experienced the miracles, even though they experienced the healing, even though they knew that he was sent from God that door was still kind of open for them to doubt God and, and have unbelief. And so this is one of the things of afterwards that the Lord, as I look back, he said, yeah, you got identified. Now you know who to fight. Now the one that's trying to kill is still and destroy you, which is Satan, your adversary, but I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But he began to tell me too, you got to fight against the same thing they fought against. I was healing them. You know, I was doing miracles. I was teaching them about my father's kingdom. They were, they were being told that they were going to go do the work I did and more work they were going to do. But that door for unbelief and doubt, man, had to be dealt with. And so it's the same thing today. That's one of them enemies that sneak in, you know, that doubt and that unbelief that creep up on you in a heartbeat. Now, let me tell you, man, what was so beautiful, uh, some of what I shared last week. We always, when it comes to sickness and healing, we go to that scripture where Isaiah prophesied that with his stripes, I'm already healed. And we'll go right to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verses 3 through 5, man. You know, and we'll go right to those verses, and we'll start declaring, you know, man. We'll start rebuking everything in sight, and we'll start declaring, with your stripes, I'm already healed. We were doing that because that's what the Word told us to do. But most of the time, we skip over verse 1, you know. And this is where the Lord took me to, man. He said, the reason that you were able to get through this thing, man, was because you already had the report of the Lord available to you. And so many times when doubt and unbelief come, it's challenging whose report do you believe? You know, that's what it's always coming to do. Challenge, you can't wait to be in the crisis to figure out, man, what report you're going to believe. You got to already know what the report of the Lord is. And see, that's how you fight doubt and unbelief. You got to know ahead of time before you start declaring, with your stripes, I'm already healed. But 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 have you prepared yourself to really, really believe that report of the Lord? You know, so that when it when it happens, there is no doubt, there is no unbelief, there's no door open, there's no room for those things to come in and, and 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 take your attention. And so what did COVID teach us, or did we uh, learn anything? Yes, we did. And I'm going to share a little bit of that because that fight starts with you fighting against doubt and unbelief because it will happen. We've been saved for a minute and we believe the report of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you, man, there was not times when I was doubting what was happening to us. And, you know, and I was questioning it. I'm a man of faith. I believe in the word of God. We spend much time in the word of God. We teach the word of God. We do what the word say do. But there's always that one test. There's always that one trial that's going to test you like you've never been tested before, going to tempt you like you've never been tempted before. And, and and God will always test our faith so we'll know what, what faith it is. Is it real faith in God? And as God is tempting us, testing us, per se, Satan is coming along trying to tempt us. Tempt us to do what? Doubt God. That's why he said, hey, look, he comes up for the kids to Come destroy. On. How can he do it? He tempts you to doubt what God said. At the same time, God is testing your faith, so you will know what kind of faith you got. Is it real faith? Well, if I don't have the report of the Lord to fall back on, I don't know. It might be suspect. I got to have me something to fall back on. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, doubt and unbelief is always around showing up to help kill, still, and destroy us. See, Satan ain't coming by himself. He got plenty of help, you know. And it try to destroy our hope, our confidence, our assurance, our dependence on God, our reliance on God, our belief in him and his promises to us. That's what he targets. You know, if he can get us, man, to doubt and not believe those things because of the pain that's going through my body, the loss of breath that's going through my body, thinking you're going to die, you know, all those things, you know, it's, it's targeting those things that God said to you. However, now this is where it just really got good to me. And, and, and I look back, and I remember this. He said, we cannot have faith without having some questions. So many times, we try not to ask, we try not to question God. We such good little Christians, you know, until we don't understand the relationship we have with the Heavenly Father. Yeah. You can ask him questions, and he will provide an answer. I remember over in the book of Deuteronomy, and I think Pastor Sherwin referenced it, chapter 30, verse 19, where he said, look, I have called heaven and earth today to witness against you, that I have set before you life and death. Now choose ye life, not only for you, that you might live, but your children got to too, you know? And so God is always giving us the answer to life and death, because they both are gonna come. And when Satan you telling you death, it's the sin and destroy everything that you believe in. But if you have that good report when he comes, you will believe the report of the Lord no matter what's happening. But when the questions have been asked, when the little trickling of doubt has passed and a little bit of unbelief is gone, yeah. whose report are you going to believe? Yeah. And that's what I had to learn is that we had already been prepping. We didn't know COVID was going to hit us. It hit the land. We thought we were safe because we were doing everything they told us to do. We were not here, man, in, in, in large crowds. We were practicing social distancing. We even added some feet to our distance. We wore gloves everywhere we went, gas pump. Anytime we went out, we put gloves on. Sharon even went out and bought some more reinforced gloves because the mother looked gloves, my hands so big, they were ripping apart. So we were doing everything we can. We had masks coming from every direction. Cousin, family member making masks, reinforced masks. We had every kind of mask you can think of. We got 20 masks on, on the dashboard of our car and our truck. We making sure we pricing everything. And look at what happened. So we began to realize something here is going on. We don't know what it is. But see, Satan was trying to kill, steal, and destroy us. He assaulted us, as my wife said, God told her. He tried to come in this house, man, and catch us off guard and test our report, whose report you're going to believe. And I am so glad that we were able to believe the report of the Lord and God sent us the word as we were believing his report. You know, we didn't know how that word was going to help us to get through, but we just knew that if God is the same God yesterday to day and forever, he going to honor his word then, he going to honor his word now, because we've been through some trials and tribulations before, and it was always those precious promises, putting God in remembrance of his word, watching God watch over his word, which is God's report, you know. And so, but faith doesn't come without questions. You know, some people think, man, you shouldn't question God. Well, we didn't question as in uh, trying to, you know, trying to tell him, you know, that he, he lied to us. We were just questioning God meant about what was going on. What is this God? You know, and he let us know, you know, Hey, you know, whose report are you going to believe? Everything we are going to learn about God. Listen to me clearly here is not always known before something happens. That's a misnomer. Now, if you think that, but, The experimental lessons that we will learn, sometimes they are revealed as you're going through. There are some experimental lessons that you're going to experiment with all them reports that you believe, all that word that you believe. See, it's one thing to have experience as being a Christian, being a pastor, being in ministry, but it's another thing to have a situation where you go through an experimental phase of that with the word of God to see it work, to see what God is going to reveal. And so many people sometimes have experience. They've been in church, been saved all their life and sung in the choir and worked on every committee. And then all of a sudden, bam, that one situation comes up and it hit home. See, COVID was already out there. We was already praying about it for everybody else. People were still dying. We were praying every morning, every time we came together. We never imagined that it was actually hit right here at our house, in our house, in our life, in our body. And that's how a lot of people are sometimes. We kind of get comfortable or complacent in ministry and in church, and we just get accustomed to doing those things we like to do. And then all of a sudden, when that bad boy shows up and trying to kill, still destroy, trying to bring doubt and unbelief on your life, you know, you ain't no song. You can't sing no song, get through it. Your song is good to help, but you got to have some, you got to have the report of the Lord to stand on,
3: wow.
2: you, know, you know, to fight that doubt, to fight that unbelief. Cause you might be like a lot of us. Where'd I go wrong, God? We've been doing everything you told us to do. We've been practicing all the restrictions. See, you get those questions. They're gonna come. Not saying that you don't have faith, but faith will cause you to ask God questions. You know, cause why? You're walking by faith. You're not walking by sight. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, why hope for it if you if, you know if you see it? You know, but those questions are going to be there, and it's okay. Ask God what's going on. God, God, you got to show me what's happening right here. He's got some secrets that ain't been made known yet that he wants to reveal. Only for those who hunger, thirst, and seek after them shall they be revealed, shall they be made known. And in the process, Pastor Sharon and I boast, she was upstairs going through pain and suffering and hurting, you know, and I was downstairs, man, trying to figure out what's going on. And God began to give us a word for that time, for that situation. He began to reveal some things to us you know, while we were going through COVID. And so there's that experimental lesson that will be revealed sometimes while we're going through. I'm just looking back on what we learned through COVID. Uh, They are kept secret until God is ready to make them known or he decides to reveal them. Many times they are his secrets. You know, we may think there's somebody, but a lot of times they're God's secrets that have not yet been made known. Sometimes you need a crisis for God to show up and show you some things, okay? So be willing to go through some things because he already said, I'll, I'll, I'll be with you when you go through the storm. I'll be with you when you go through the fire. I'll bring you out as pure gold. That means some things are gonna have to be, sometimes have to be burned off in the trial, you know? He is a consuming fire, you know? And sometimes those things are reveal <coughs> what foundation you're tending on, what faith you have, you know, what your house built on, don't don't be afraid of it sometimes. You know, just ask God. Ask him that question. What's going on, Lord? I got faith in you. I got faith in your promises. And he'll reveal it to you. You won't if you don't ask sometimes it won't be revealed. And it, and and has a time and a method for revealing them to who he pleases and chooses. You got to trust God with that. You know, he'll reveal it to who he wants to, who he pleases and who he chooses. For us, it was just our time to go through this situation. And he revealed some things to us through the word. Now we look back, we thank God for those lessons. We thank God more for the experimental experiment that we went through with the word, you know. And, you know, and it's all at an appointed time or an appropriate time for God. Look, we, we look for opportunities, but God looked for opportune times for him to be made strong, for him. You know, the Bible says this, it's in our weakness sometimes is the strength of God perfected. Mm. We saw that. You know, sometimes you need that weakness. We were very weak, y'all, here. Physically weak, you know, physically weak. And God said, even when you're weak, let the weak say, I'm strong. Uh Come on, somebody. When you're poor, let the poor say, I'm rich. When you're sick, let the sick say, I'm healed. Uh You know what I'm saying? He kind of, God kind of reveals the opposite of what the situation is trying to reveal. Uh
1: Because
2: the situation is there to try to, for Satan to try to use to cause doubt and unbelief. That's why Jesus prayed for it, you know. When every time he heals, most of the people he healed, he did do it with all of them. He told them, you know, God, uh, you know, forgive their doubt and unbelief, you know. And then some others he healed, he said, just go and sin no more. See, he was revealing all of these things, you know, to them that they were struggling with, that Satan can use to come in and kill and steal and destroy you, you know. And so that's, that's just how the Lord works sometimes, man, as we look back. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 29, verse 29 of King James Bible. Now listen to this. It says, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. See, a lot of time when, see, God knows our thoughts are far. God know I getting up, I laying down. He know every hat on our head. And so sometimes we give ourselves credit and a pound on the back, thinking we done arrived when we haven't. We still on the way. And sometimes we treat being on the way like we already there. And we get complacent and we get comfortable. I can prove it. Sometimes, man, you go in some churches and you see a few of those people, man, you sit in the wrong seat, they're going to let you know. I've been sitting there for 60 years and that's my seat. Or you park in the wrong parking spot, oh man, you're gonna get it. Because sometimes people just take for granted they've already made it. When God is still trying to make you, you know, He's still trying to make you to be able to fit into His plan, not your plan. You know, He's trying, you know, He, he never's gonna not be the potter and we be the clay. And He's constantly trying to shape, mold, and make us. Why? It's because He wants us in the end to be just like him so we can see him the way he is yes you know we ain't there yet we're not there yet so god is still revealing some secrets to people that are after him that's hungry for him and sometimes there'll be situations and circumstances that will come up because we're trying to make up for lost time because we've been playing church when we should have been the church and so sometimes god helps us by allowing some things sometimes to teach us and to show us so he can come and reveal to us what he wanted to reveal all the time. But because we let church and we let tradition and we let all these other things get in the way, sometimes God will show up in the midst of a storm or a trial to teach you what you could have learned without all that. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You know, but because we like what we like, you know, sometimes we don't seek God the way we should. But let me tell you something. I sure was busy me and Patrick Shervin seeking him the other week, around about the week before Thanksgiving, because we felt like we were not ready to be up out of here because we got some grandkids we want to be around for. You know, we were like, oh, wait a minute, God. And we went and asked God some questions, and he revealed some things to us that we didn't know before. So thank God for COVID. Thank God for having to go through it. Thank God for the lessons we learned. Thank God that it's behind us. You know, thank God it's behind us, you know, and so we thank God for those secrets. Many yeah. of the things that God created reveals, it reveals when it what God reveals is what makes faith possible. <clears throat> Let me say that again. Many of the things that God reveals is what makes faith possible. I hope y'all hear me. Then there are other times the things that God reveals is what makes faith necessary, you know? So I hope you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes those things makes faith, faith, you know, uh, possible. And then other times it makes faith necessary. You got to be able to be able to to, to juggle and manage that to know what God is doing. And you can't do it without asking him questions. He ain't trying to keep things from you. He's trying to reveal some things to you. And so you ought to want to know as a child of God, God, what, what is going on? What are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me, God? See, I was I was asking God for healing for three days. Yeah. And the third day, he comes to me in the spirit and tells me, why are you asking me for what I've already given you? And I was like, well, hold up, Lord. You said in the scriptures in the book of Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, you said ask and you shall receive, seeking, and it shall be, knocking, and it shall be. I said, so I'm doing what your scriptures say, do God. He said, but you need to learn how to fight for your health because I'm not the one that's trying to kill and destroy you. Satan is. I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He revealed that to me right there, man, and my faith went in a totally different direction. And it became necessary at that point that I prayed the prayer of faith. Some of you heard last week what I said about the book of James, chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. I wanted so bad week, all that week to call the elders that was on the prayer line and tell them, of God, so you don't have them kind of elders that James wrote about today. And he restrained me from calling them because he wanted to reveal something else to me about faith. And he said, okay, what did the scripture say do next? It's a pray the prayer of faith and the prayer of faith will heal you and, and God will raise you up. So he said, you can pray the prayer of faith, man, to God. You know, sometimes, like I said, many of these things that God revealed is what makes faith possible. And at the other times, these things that God reveals is what makes faith necessary. When massive suffering hits the land and it hit America, it hit the whole world. <coughs> Still hitting the world right now. Still right now going on. And then it hits right at your home, my home, anybody's home. Did it hit home to teach or to reveal any secrets about God or lessons? We are to learn about God. Looking back, you better believe it. I'm convinced now. You know, are we going to doubt the report that we already believe? Or are we going to believe the report of the Lord? Doubt is different from unbelief. Uh, You know, believe me, doubt will show up to challenge the report you already believe to be true. Come on. on. What unbelief does after doubt fails is show up with the hope that you will follow uh, is your determined refusal of what you believe because you're going through. And, And at the time, you don't know what's going on. So it's kind of like put you in a situation boxed in. where well, you got to go back to God if you believe. If you had faith yesterday, God ain't changed. You got to live by faith today, tomorrow, too. Because without faith, yesterday, today, and tomorrow going forward, you ain't going to please God without faith. You know, and that's what unbelief does. It, gets, it tries to get you to, to, to be determined, you know, to refuse to believe God. I was just about to say, this ain't, no, this ain't, you know, God. But God told me, don't fight me. Fight the one that's trying to kill us to destroy you. It ain't me. Put your, Keep your faith in me today, yesterday, and forever. I haven't forsaken you. I haven't forbidden you. I'm still God. I'm still your healer. Whose report do you believe? You should have read verse 1 of, of the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse uh, 3 through 5, before you read verses 4 and 5, or you would, you would have been set if you'd have read 1, because it tells you right there you know, about the report you should believe. Now go read the report in verses three through five. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity, the chetableness of our peace was appointed, with whose stripes we already healed. <clears throat> and nothing should shape that faith. It should just make it necessary for you to stand on it. But, you know, we learn some things when we go through some things. Yeah. Doubt is our struggle and unbelief is the condition we find ourselves struggling with. Both of them has a lot to do with our spiritual blindness as we're going through. All we see, man, is my wife coming down them stairs, man, struggling, about to collapse. That's all we see. All I see, man, is I got this dry cough, and it's driving me crazy. I got my stomach flipping upside down. All I see, man, is my God, all of these diagnoses, all of these symptoms that they said I was going through. It blinds you spiritually for a minute, but it's only momentary. Doubt and unbelief, is on, it only has a momentary effect on you. Now you got to understand, I'm looking back at what I learned. It did not last. It passed. It came to pass. We were able to help it up and speed up its coming to pass because we stood on the word of God. And God revealed some things to us. But I'm here to tell you, it will cause some spiritual blindness if you're not careful. It'll cause some spiritual ignorance if you're not careful. It'll cause a lack of knowledge and vision if you're not careful. It'll get your mind distracted on other things. Uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 1 of the King James Bible. Let me just read it to you because you keep hearing me talk about it. It says, Who hath believed our report? Ooh. Now that's the important the prophet Isaiah saying he starts out talking about what was gonna happen through Jesus, you know, 2750 years before he came to the earth. Isaiah's prophesying, but he starts out by challenging masses of people that are out there. Ooh. Because he didn't want them to put their trust and hope and confidence in nobody else. So he asked them a question. That's why it's okay for you to ask God a question. Yeah, faith right. sometimes allows you to ask a question. Come on, come on. And so this prophet right now, he got faith in what God is revealed to him. But he want to know, do the people that's going to benefit, do you have faith in it? So he says, who hath believed I report? What report? That of the prophets of God. I'm not talking about these folks running around with these titles right now. I'm talking about they're prophet from God false prophet, antichrist, angels of, you know, I'm talking about the real, major prophets that were back in the Bible. I'm talking about the minor prophets that's back in the Bible who gave messianic prophecies, who foretold things, who went to kings and and prophesied the will of God. I'm talking about the prophets of Amos, the book of Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Them the kind of prophets I'm talking about where the Lord said, there is no greater foundation that can be laid in the book of Ephesians, uh, the, the second chapter. There's no greater foundation that can be laid than that which has already been laid. You don't need no new foundation That which has already been laid That of the prophets And the apostles teaching Because they were eyewitnesses to some things Okay And where Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone He's the one who rightly Knitly fitly joined everybody together In the household of faith He's the one that edifies it By everything that each member of the body Provides to the body That the body may edify itself in love So this, this this is What we're talking about here do you believe that report? Do you believe that report? Who believes our report? He's talking about, he's making a case for the Elijah, the Moses, the Abraham, all of those great prophets, all of those great apostles, all those great leaders who trusted God, who were inspired by God, who would filled with the spirit of God. Not some of these folks running around here, not these Antichrist prophets, these last day prophets, where he said they've already gone out. They're already out there. Yeah, they tell you stuff you want to hear. Yeah, they minister to your itching ears. But why do you need to have somebody tell you something new when you can go back and read something new that you didn't read before? And let God reveal something new to you. From what has already been foretold, what has already been prophesied, you got enough prophecy right here, major prophets and minor prophets in the word that have already foretold what was going to happen, what happened, and what will happen you got to become familiar with that because it's when you begin to read these words, these reports, is God going to reveal the secrets to you? I'm telling you, this is what he's saying here. Who has believed our report? I know y'all believe in all this other stuff that's going on right now, rushing off to these conferences right now, bringing in all these 15 prophets and prophets and they're getting y'all all happy, running around the church, falling all down, covering you up with blankets, and ain't nothing changed. You'll be right back next year. You come back every year, your life's still jacked up, you know. You still ain't had nothing revealed to you by God, you know. Just because they telling you something that your ears want to hear, don't mean that it's from God, you know. The Lord said in the scriptures that, hey, how do you know that they're real prophet is when it comes to pass? It's when it comes to pass, you know. When God says it, it comes to pass, you know. And he goes on to say here, surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows, Yet we did, well, let me read the rest of this. It says, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? You know, verse one of the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse one. It says, Isaiah, who has believed our report? That of the prophets, all them prophets, that that was before, okay, that God sent out, that God called, that God anointed, that God used. And then it goes on to say the next precept, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? I'm telling you it was revealed to us the other day, the other morning. You know, I can see it plain as day. And that's why the the, the subject from last week's test was I see God in everything. I see his hand reaching out. I see his arm that I can lean on. You know, you got to see God in everything. I'm talking about everything. COVID, everything. Economic crisis, everything. Everything. You know, everything. Church doors are closed, still see God in everything. You don't have to be in no building to see God. Some folk think you got to get back to the building to see God. No, you're going to see your same bishop, your same apostle, your same whoever. You can see God, man, sitting right here at your counter, being upstairs, man. Can't even hardly make it to your bathroom. God will show up right there in your house. When COVID show up, God will show up. He'll reveal himself to you. Why? He wants to reveal his secrets, and sometimes we forget that God is God all the time, every situation and circumstance. So we don't expect him sometimes to reveal himself or his secrets when I'm going through something like COVID or something else. Uh, you got to see him in everything. You got to will to see him in everything. And some folk think it's only when I'm in them four walls. It's only when I'm in them buildings. It's only when my bishop is up there saying some stuff. It's only when my prophet is up there saying some stuff. That's all. <coughs> That's the only time I'm going to hear from God. <clears throat> when I look back, we heard from him so loudly and so clearly during our bout with COVID. Why? Because we were experimenting with the word. You can't expect to hear God and have God reveal anything to you until you learn the importance of experimenting with the word when you're going through. You can't leave the word I didn't think you are going to go through. Why? There was a report there that you got to believe. And God want to reveal, just like he said, into whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. Those who are seeking him, those who are looking for him, those who believe him, those who trust him, those who come to him and believe that he's who he says he is, just like the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, and then he will be a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. Not a conference, not some man or some woman that that say they're a prophet or prophetess, and I'm not knocking them, that's between them and God, but I'm just saying ain't nothing changed because God ain't revealing nothing. Said in the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 7. I will not say it or or reveal it unless I do it through my prophets. He ain't talking about a lot of these folks running around here calling themselves prophets and prophecies and all that. They've been doing that for years. And you ain't got that house yet. $5,000 later, how many seeds you got to sow? And you still going, hoping and looking. Why don't you just get before God? And say, God, if, if you don't reveal it, then just like Deuteronomy said, then, God, I don't want to know about it. I only want that that you reveal that comes from you. Because, see, those things are not temporary. They are permanent. They last. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't go away. They, they, they last. He goes on to say, man, you know, God, uh, he says, that he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. His, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his strife, we are healed. Now, look at that. You know, surely he had borne our grief, you know, and carried our sorrow. This is what Isaiah saw. Yet, we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted, you know. That's all we saw. That's as we saw. We didn't understand the benefit of all of that. We didn't understand the benefit of those forty, those 39 stripes. We didn't understand the benefit of that blood that was shed. Oh my God. We, need, we needed physical healing. That's what the 39 strikes per- purchased for us, physical healing in our bodies. And the blood of Jesus was for the remission of our sins. Yes. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He won't get rid of them no other way. And see, that was the benefit. He's revealing this to us through the prophet. But do you believe the report of the Lord? Whose report do you believe? COVID-19 virus revealed to me personally whose report that Pastor Leslie and Pastor Sharon believed. You know, looking back, never before was the both of our faith tested by God and were we tempted by Satan to doubt God. No, like nothing ever before. God was speaking. Satan was speaking. He was trying to kill still, and destroy me, but God was saying, "Look, why are you asking me for something I already gave you? I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly through what I've already gave you. But whose report do you believe? We experienced a lot of momentary doubts during that time period. You know, went all the way from the week before Thanksgiving all the way to uh, about 14, 15 days later, and then we went back and tested again on 7 December, and we were negative." Tested positive on the 20th, tested negative on the 7th of December, 20th of November, and then tested negative on the 7th of December. God did that because he let us know that some of these things we experience are momentary, you know, but the doubt was the momentary doubt and unbelief was trying to get in too. that we're trying to desperately to cloud our thoughts and generate more doubt. And we thought about, well, I thought about Abraham uh, question to God when uh, you know over in the book of Genesis listen at this uh, G- the book of Genesis chapter 15 verse 8 King James Bible and he said Lord God whereby shall I know that that uh, I shall inherit it see you can ask God a question Abraham did and you know what the concern was what? he didn't have no heir yet he didn't have no heir yet and so he had some serious questions you know, and he tried to through him and through the help of his wife Sarah, he tried to make an error, Ishmael. See, see, doubt and unbelief came in. You know, had him doing some stuff, you know, went into, you know, his 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 her 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 maid servant, her concubine. See, that's what doubt and unbelief will do. It'll have you doubting the promise of God. And you try to help God out. You try to get ahead of God. And you can read that story. I read about eight or nine verses in that chapter, man, last night. And I said, yeah, I see, I see where doubt and unbelief crept in. You know, and it wasn't until Abraham realized that was not it. That was not the promise that God made him. And he decided to believe God, just like the book of Romans chapter 4 says. And once he did, once he gave up, <clears throat> it, was, it was just momentary, doubt and unbelief, but it created, it created Ishmael. And that was not going to make that error come. That promise was not going to happen just because him and Sarah tried to help help God out. But once he realized it's better for me to believe God, soon as he did, the Bible said God accounted as righteousness toward him. Now he was back on track. Some of us got to get away from the momentary doubts and unbelief about things and get back on track. Turn back to God. Backslide as he married to you. You can come on back to God. Prodigal sons and daughters, God said, hey, look, you can come back to your father, love, your first love. You. For those that are lost, if you just believe on him, you won't be condemned. But if you believe not, you're condemned already. Oh, That's in the book of John, chapter 3, verses 18, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. So it's real simple, you know. Don't let these storms, don't let these, these pandemics, don't let these things that hit the earth also hit your house and you don't know what to do. Get the report of the Lord now so that when the thing happens, God can reveal to you what he wants to reveal to you. Not what Satan is trying to do, but what God is trying to do. He's trying to let you know, I come that you might have life and have it more abundant." Satan come but for the kills to destroy you. He ain't your friend. But if you submit yourself to God, like James teaches us in the book of James, chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, if you submit yourself to God, which is what we had to do, if we had not have already believed his report, had not have already been in his word, in prayer, and already serving him, we wouldn't have known what to do. We'd have had more questions than what was necessary. But we had questions. Why? Because we people of faith. But everything wasn't a bunch of questions. Some things were just confessing what the Lord had told us was going to happen. Some things were just by believing God, taking him at his word. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. On, and so he goes on to say, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a village, saying, fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord, what will thou give me? Seeth I go childless? And the stewards of his house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, behold, To me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, That shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. Now you got to understand the repeat theme here. God keeps saying, The word of the Lord came unto Abraham. When Pastor Sharon and I was going through, I remember her saying the word of the Lord came to me at a certain time. The word of the Lord came to me at a certain time as we were going through. <clears throat> he said, Look, I'm not trying to, I'm not the one trying to kill, or destroy you. I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. You gotta learn how to fight for your health, fight for your healing. You know, and she said the Lord came to her and told her, Though you walk through the battle of the shadow of death. Fear no evil. I am with you. My rod and my staff, they comfort you. Just like Abraham in a critical situation, the word doubt and unbelief was standing at the door, ready to gush in and get into doubt God, even after he had made a mistake, even after he had got ahead of God. And the Bible said the word of the Lord came to him. Several times we see that repeated. And he brought him forth the rod and said, look, Now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And here's the key. And he believed in the Lord. Whose report do you believe? And he counted it to him as righteousness or for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of earth of the Chaldeans to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it by believing the report of the Lord until God is ready to reveal it to you. That's what Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 53, verse 1. Under who shall the Lord reveal it? Those who come to God and believe that he's who he says he isn't going to do what he said he's going to do. He said, yo, I, I, would, I would reward you if you diligently seek me and believe that. And here's a perfect example of it in the book of Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, the King James Bible. In the book of Genesis chapter 19, verse 14, the King James Bible says this. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons in law which married his daughters, and said, "Up, oh, get ye out of this place. For the Lord will destroy this city, but he seemed as one that mocked unto his own son-in-law. You got to understand, doubt and unbelief sometimes will have you to stay, overstay your welcome. See, these things only should be, uh, uh, you know, momentary. If you believe the report of the Lord, you shouldn't expect them to stay always. We didn't expect to be sick forever. We really didn't even think, I won't say we didn't think, but we did not know we were not going to die, but we trusted God that if if I remember my wife saying, if God if this is how you want to take us out of here, we're okay because we've already we already saved we're ready for eternity, we've been living our life in light of eternity everything we got saved. see And so there's no need for us to doubt God because to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord and every day is a good day for us, but for that reason. Even if we stay here, guess what he said? I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So there was really no need, you know, to worry. Because we knew that God had us in his hand. You got to know that. You got to believe that report ahead of time. So that when God get ready to reveal, you're not so full of doubt, just like Lot here. God trying to get you out of this place, Sodom and Gomorrah, that he's going to destroy. And you the man, trying to doubt that it's God because your son-in-law is the one that's telling you. COVID came and told us, you know, came and taught us, you know, taught us that Satan was trying to kill us, did destroy us, and God had to come back and reveal it to me. I wasn't thinking it was COVID. I was thinking it was something else, a cold or the flu. And so what did I learn from COVID, you know? COVID taught me, you know, that I can believe the report of the Lord, even though it's trying to kill me, steal and destroy me, you know, the book of 2 Kings, chapter 7, verse 2 the King James Bible, Then a Lord, case on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord, uppercase, would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. So you are going to see what God is, can do. What God can do. Mm. You know. You know. But you got to believe that by faith and receive that yeah. and you don't have to you don't have to eat of the doubt and the unbelief that comes with it sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes yeah. people be like they don't believe that's God even when God bringing them out, bringing them through. Yeah. Sometimes they'll go and say, "Man, I was so sure lucky." Wow. You know. Don't eat don't don't eat up all that other stuff that comes with it. Just believe the report of the Lord as God revealed things to you and be content with that. You know, goes on and say, Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Now, Sharon taught us that. They, Though I walked through the battle of the shadow of death, she, she said, You got to let God comfort you. Book of Psalms, chapter 7, 8, verse 19 says that. Yea, they spake against God. God trying to help them. David is letting the people know. God is trying to help us. And look at what happens. They say it. Remember this morning she said about they say it. Can God front us a table in the wilderness? Always asking them questions. You know. But it's okay to ask questions. But let it be momentary. Don't keep asking questions. Somewhere you got to walk by faith. Somewhere you got to know that the Lord is our shepherd. And we shall not want. You know. He maketh us to lie down in green pastures. You know, he has us by that steel water, you know. And even when wow. we walk through the battle of the shadow of death, he'll comfort us. He'll be there for us. He got that rod and that staff to help us. You know. So he will do it in the wilderness. He tried to do it with his people, Israel, but they doubted him. You know, goes on in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 58, the King James Bible. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief. There's a lot of people right now that are bound by doubting unbelief and doubt is choking their beliefs, and God want to do some mighty works, and he want to reveal some things to us, but we got to trust him. We got to know that report before it shows up, before it happens, before we find ourselves snared by it, taken by it, shut down by it. He goes on to say in the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verse 32, the King James Bible, but John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not. We're telling about John right now, the revelation of Jesus Christ. They didn't believe John's report, but the publicans and the harlots believed him. The very people that you would think. But guess what? Jesus already had them taught them when he came with the Father's doctrine and said, this is not my doctrine that I came to seek and to save that which was lost. And if you're not sick, you don't need a physician. You don't need me. You know, it's the same thing today. We were sick and we needed him. And he revealed himself to us. And now we're no longer sick, we're healed. And ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterwards that ye might believe him. There's a lot of people right now refusing to call on God while they're going through this pandemic. They're calling on the scientists. They're calling on the doctors. They're calling, and nothing wrong with that. You should do that. But somewhere in there, you need to believe the report of the Lord so it can help your unbelief. Why? Because this thing will spiritually blind you until all you will learn to depend on is what man can do for you. And right now, them numbers are steady rising. And there is not a lot of people right now, I believe, in these situations that are turning to God. They're turning more to this vaccine. You got people right now treating this vaccine like it's God. They ain't talking about God help me help my unbelief. They're talking about who else going to get the vaccine next. And now you got all kind of fallout, all kind of problems, you know, and I don't believe it's momentarily, I think it's going to last longer. But what are you going to let God reveal to you as you go through? What are you going to let this COVID teach you about the report of the Lord? You know, if it taught us, you can teach you. But you got to have that faith and turn to God and question God if you need to. But don't, 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 don't have no unbelief and doubt about what he can do. He's got all power. He is the healer, yes. you know. With his stripes, you can't, you are healed. You know, and he goes on in the book of Luke chapter 22, verse 67, King James Bible and says this, art thou the Christ? Tell us. And he said unto them, if I tell you, will you not believe? Yeah. A lot of things are going on right now because God don't know whether you will believe or not. Because you haven't told them who report you believe. Do you believe the report of the prophets who prophesied before that he's, he's he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity, the chastisement of our peace. If Pastor Share and I hadn't learned that, we probably wouldn't have believed it either when we were going through. But we did. Now we've learned some more things about it. And that's what we're sharing with you. You know, Start today to believe the report of the Lord because guess what? Just like COVID showed up at our house, it could show up at your house. What are you going to do when it show up? It's showing up at some of your family's houses right now, some of your friends right now. And, I, and I'm here to tell you, that thank God for the vaccine. There's so much struggle right now with the vaccine, but I'm here to tell you, if you turn to God and ask God to help your die in unbelief in this situation and reveal his plan and, and believe his report, you ain't got to worry about those delays. You ain't got to worry about those struggles. We tested positive on the 20th of November. On the 7th of December, we tested negative. So there's the proof right there goes on to say in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 11 the King James Bible, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we, do, that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. I'm talking to somebody right now. We, we testified last week. I don't know how many people out there received our witness. We didn't testify about what we thought. We testified about what we went through okay. and what God healed us of, what God brought us through. And we're learning now how to fight for our health and fight for our, our healing. And God wants us to teach. We're going to start a school of healing on the, the first Sunday morning at 6 a.m. in January. Need to be there so we can teach you how to fight for your health and fight for your healing and fight for everything else that pertains to your life and God leads. You know. Don't miss it. Goes on to say in the book of John, chapter 4, verse 48, the King James Bible, we're just dealing with doubt and unbelief. You know, because that can be an enemy. Don't have to be permanent. You know, it can be momentarily. Then said Jesus unto him, except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Let Pastor Sharon and I what we went through. Let it be a sign and a wonder to you. God get all the credit. It was God we cried out to. It was God's report that we believed, And God revealed to us his secrets about healing and about who it was that was trying to kill us to destroy. We already knew, but when God reveals something to you, you can claim that. You can stand on that. You can fight with that. You you can back down doubt and unbelief. You can back down the attacks of Satan with that. You know, when when you take that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and that power of prayer of faith that will heal you and God will raise you up, that's what he promised. That's the result. That's what James said. When you can't get them elders to come in and anoint, because elders and oh, oil, they never healed nobody. But the prayer of faith, God said, will raise you up. That's in the book of James, the fifth chapter. He said that prayer, your prayer of faith will raise you up, and God, he said, your prayer of faith will heal you, and God will raise you up. And we know the only two offensive weapons that we use to fight Satan is the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, and prayer. Some of us got that armor on, just sitting back, and, and being protected, being shielded When we need to be going forth And fighting for our health and our healing Not only for us but for our families For everyone else right. Goes on to say in the book of John Chapter 6 verse 64 The King James Bible But there are some of you that believe not But Jesus knew from the beginning Who they were that believed not And who should betray him He you know who you are But you don't have to stay in that predicament You know Chapter 10 of the book of John Chapter 25 the King James Bible says this Jesus answered them And said I told you And ye believe not The works that I do in my father's name They bear witness of me Let what Pastor Sharon and I went through Bear witness that God is faithful Who promised And he will heal you You know But do you believe that report Do you believe that report Some of you probably doubting right now what we're telling you we went through. Some of you are probably doubting right now the word that God revealed to us when we were going through. And that's your choice. That's your prerogative. It ain't about competition. It ain't about, no, we think we this and we think we that. We actually were some sick puppies, y'all. And God healed us. And we want people to know. So it'll help your unbelief. It'll help your doubt. So that you will believe the report of the Lord that came through the prophet Isaiah, the other prophets. You know, David said in the book of Psalm, chapter 107, verse 20, the Lord sent his word to heal our disease. Yes. Jesus is the incarnated word of God made flesh. And God sent Jesus to heal our disease and to rescue us from death or destruction. We ain't telling you well, nothing about us. We're telling you about him. He's the healer. And he even told Moses in the book of Exodus, chapter 15, verse 26, when the people were complaining, them same people of God were complaining, where is God when you need him? Where is God when this this, this pandemic has hit the earth? But because there's so much unbelief in God and more belief in medicine and vaccine and all that, and that's good, but you should never believe in anything more than you believe in the power of God. That gospel is a medicine. It's like medicine to our flesh, to our bones. And you got to keep taking it until you and it become one. It'll flush out anything else. And he goes on to say, man, here in the book of John, chapter 12, verse 37, the King James Bible. But it says, but though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. Let me tell you something. In 2003, when I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, God gave me a passage of scripture and I've been living by it. He's been keeping me by it ever since then. And it's in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 and 9, where he says, my grace is sufficient for you. And and Paul said, in my infirmity, in my diabetes type 2, I would rather glory in it so that God's grace could appear. Why? He said his grace is sufficient for me. Who you think been keeping me ever since? And my blood sugars have stabilized. So God is keeping me. Then in 2015, I was diagnosed with uh, chronic lymphatic lymphoma, stage four. And six months later, I rang the freedom bell. But see, it's because God said, I am the Lord your God that healeth thee." I've chose to believe the report of the Lord through all of that. And haven't missed a beat in ministry, haven't missed a beat in joining on and enjoying my life. Because God is the one that's my healer. He's the one that's keeping me. And as long as I keep doing his will, doing his work, I don't have to worry about sickness, disease, and all those things. I'll let God take care of those things. And then i fight the one who's trying to kill us, to destroy, to get me to doubt God, and to get me not to believe God. And now you've got COVID trying to come in, you know, and attack us and assault us. And now we done going through that. So I'm like, God, what you going to do next? He just keep on. He said, hey, out of this situation, you're not going to start a school of healing. Out of the cancer, we started to creating a prayer culture for God prayer call at 6 a.m. in the morning. So you see, all these good things that God is using to counter all this stuff came out of these things. You know, this is what God revealed. This is what he wanted. This is what He's going to have, you know. And so we're sharing this with you. You know, there's so many Christian people, and I want y'all to hear me clearly here. What, we, what I have learned through this, based on the phone calls and the responses, there is so many Christian people, brothers and sisters sitting out there right now, who have fell into unbelief. They become, they're Christians, but they have become better unbelievers. Y'all didn't want to hear that, did you? They're Christians, but when you talk to them, you be like, man, they become some good unbelievers. You know, because they don't believe the report of the Lord, you know, afterwards, let's look at the book of Mark and I'm getting ready to close the book of Mark chapter 16 verse 14, the King James Bible. You know, this is what I'm, this is what I've learned. This is what COVID has taught me that there are Christian people out there. They're better unbelievers than they are Christians because Christians believe the report of the Lord. Unbelievers don't. They'll doubt whether it be temporary or, you know, momentary, but it's always there. And they ask too many questions. It's okay to ask God a question, too, but sometimes we get into this rut of just asking question, questions, question, question but questioning God instead of believing God. He's not going to reveal too much to you if you ask too many questions. He wants those who diligently seek after him. He wants to reveal his secrets. Uh, in the book of uh, Mark, chapter 16, verse 14, the King James Bible, he says, Afterwards, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believe not them which has seen him after he had risen. Isn't that something? Seen him and still don't want to believe. We're testifying and there are probably people listening to us right now that probably don't believe any of this and they're going to try to ride it out. They're going to trust luck, their good luck, their good faith and good will and all that. And all we're trying to tell you is this, is that God wants to help our doubt and unbelief, you know. He, want, he wants to reveal and prove himself to each and every one of us. And he's okay with you asking him a question to do that. I can't prove who he is. I can only tell you about what he did for, me, for us at that critical time. But I trust that if you want God to reveal himself to you, all you have to do is ask. If you want to know, just ask him. That's what we had to do. And he spoke. He said, I'm not the one that's trying to kill, still destroy you, Satan is. I come that you may have life and have it more abundant. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. Because doubt and unbelief was knocking at the door, trying to get in, trying to take over.
3: Come on, brother.
2: And the Bible said God sent us a word, and he did. And we heard the word, and we stood on it. And here we are today, man. The word of God was sent to heal our disease and rescue it from destruction. And here we are healed of COVID. And sharing with you what we learned, what COVID taught us, don't everybody don't have to die from it. You can learn from it. You know, you can learn what to be prepared for. So when it comes, you know what to do. It don't rock your whole world and upset everything. You might be the next person that God healed from it, you know, or lead somebody else to, through that path of healing. Uh, he goes on to say in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 18, the King James Bible he that believeth on him is not condemned. But He that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. See, we had already believed in the Son of God. There was no condemnation in us. And the Bible says, there is therefore now the book of Romans, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who be in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, pleasing the flesh, gratifying the flesh, but who walk after the things of the Spirit. And that's what we've been doing. And so it's just like God to reveal that plan to us and bring back to our remembrance what he had said and then see if you're going to believe that report. And once we believe that report and begin to put God in remembrance of that report, we start getting better. You know, we, God started revealing that word. We started feeling better. We start getting better. He was renewing our strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We didn't go running off to no doctor. We didn't call everybody on the prayer line and say, Elders, y'all pray for us. No. We began to seek God ourselves. We began to trust God ourselves until we could find out really what we were dealing with. And some of you, your faith might not be that strong. You might have to go to the emergency room. It's nothing wrong with that. You might have to go be put on ventilator. It's nothing wrong with that. You know, still when that happens, still keep your faith in God, you know? And we were willing to do that. I was planning to do that. I was planning to get my son and going on to come and take my wife to the, to the emergency room because of the way she was feeling. It was not pretty, it was ugly, but I was still praying still calling the name of the Lord. She was too. Right. That did not waver. No. It intensified. Come on, and God began to reveal that word to her and reveal that word to me. And we start fighting.
3: Ooh, yes. And
2: I went out to death because Lord I've given you the power to bind on earth. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. I bound death from that minute on. And he said, whatever you release, I release this for life, to permeate us, to permeate this house. And life began to come back and restore us. The spirit of life came from God. because it's life in the word, life in those reports of God, you know. And that's what we started doing, believing that report. And he says, therefore, you're not condemned. Goes on to say in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 36, the King James Bible, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Book of John, chapter 8, verse 24, the King James Bible. I said, therefore, unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. (laughs) Doubt and unbelief, man, is sin. When God has rebuked it and you still do it, it's sin. You know, it's sin. When you go against Mr. Mark, when God tells you, you know, not to doubt, not to worry, not to disbelieve him, but to believe him, and you choose not to, is sin. You're defying what God told you to do. You know, God and that stuff. The book of John chapter 16, verse 8, the King James Bible, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. You're either going to give it up and do it now, or you're going to have to deal with it when he comes. And he will be coming back. The book of John, chapter 16, verse 9, King James Bible says this of sin because they believe not on me. Look at what he said of sin because they believe not on me. You see the association right there with disbelief, unbelief, doubt, and sin? He said, That's the reason why I'm going to judge it. That's the reason I'm coming back. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to punish you for it. You know, because there's no reason why you shouldn't believe me.
3: No reason
2: why. You know. Then he goes on in the book of Romans, chapter 11, verse 20, King James Bible. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off, and thou standest by faith, be not high-minded, but fear. You know, don't, don't be out there, man, you know, you know, thinking that you got it all together. And all of a sudden, that thing hit home, and now you up to creek without a paddle. You don't know what to do. I've had too many Christians, you know, turn into unbelievers because when something hit, they don't know what to do. And they'll start confessing, I don't know what to do, Lord. And there's nothing. And I'm not knocking them. I'm just hoping today this message is going to give you some, you know, give you some 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 ideas of what you can do before it hits, before it happens. Get out in front of it. Be ready for it. You know, start believing the report the Lord now, but know what those reports are, you know, so that God can reveal to you when you start reminding him of what those reports are. You know, that's what we do. Come on, uh, second, the book of Second Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 13, the King James Bible says this But we are found, we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. This is Paul talking because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. My God. God wants us to know the truth. He wants that truth to sanctify us, even when he prayed to the Father in the book of John, chapter 17, verse 17, the Father sanctified them, all that you've given to me. See, Pastor Sharon I have been given to the Lord. All of us, man, that are, that are part of the ministry, we've been given to the Lord. And God keeps sanctifying us with his word because his word is truth. Therefore, we're being kept. We've been sanctified unto the Lord by the Spirit and the belief of the truth. And so when death tried to come in, You know, it can't kill us because God is keeping us alive. But we have to fight death. We have to fight the one who's trying to kill us and destroy us. Because God is not the one that's trying to do that. He's trying to give us more life through more truth. He's trying to sanctify us more. Why? He wants us to be consecrated, separated, set aside for his sacred purpose. To do the work that he was doing when he was here and greater works. And he wants us to live just like the book of Psalms 118, verse 17 said when I had cancer and I went to God and asked a question. And he said, Hey, you're going to live. You're not going to die that you might declare the works of the Lord in the earth. That's what I'm doing. That's what I've been doing ever since I was diagnosed with cancer. Stage four. I would have been out of here. But God healed my body so that I could run my mouth for Jesus. So, all right, I ain't talking about you. He goes on to say in the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, verse twelve, of the King James Bible, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. My gosh, so you mean unbelief comes out of an evil heart? Yeah. Book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 9, says that the heart is the most desperate, the wicked member of our body. Who, who can know it? We know it now by the word, you know. In departing from the living God. So if you let doubt and unbelief cause you to separate from God, even though it's momentarily, look at what it's saying to you right there. Anything can happen to you during that moment of separation. Don't let something come in that's tragic separate you. Doubt cause you to doubt God. If anything, draw closer to him. Get a tighter grip on him. Say, Lord, I'm going to hold on to you. I ain't going to let you go until you bless me. Pull a Jacob moment on me. You know, don't let him go wrestle with that angel all night if you have to. We did. We didn't know what was going on. I could hear my wife moaning, groaning, rather talking to God, Pain in her body, you know, weak, but found the strength, man, to talk to God. Same thing I was trying to do, fighting. Book of uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11, the King James Bible said this, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, Least any man fall after the same example of unbelief. We could have failed just like anybody else, over into that pit of unbelief, of doubt. And it could have sucked us up, man. And guess what? God would have started as sin. But because we didn't go there, he started as faith. Because remember now, faith is possible in these situations, and sometimes it's necessary. The book of Jude, chapter one. Verse 5, is only one chapter. King James Bible says this, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed them because they believed not. I ain't finna serve God all these years since 8 September 1990, seeing God just keep us, me and my family, and start doubting him now. I know too much about him to doubt him. Hopefully you feel the same way. Don't doubt God. Fight that doubt and unbelief. Don't let it come in. Learn to fight for your health, your finances, your family, your careers, your dreams. You know, Learn to fight for them. Fight that doubt and unbelief. Fight that good fight of faith. Pray that prayer of faith and let God heal you and raise you up if it's a sickness that you're going through. You know, Doubt and unbelief. All doubt will be rebuked by Jesus Christ. All doubt and unbelief will be rebuked by Jesus Christ. We're seeing it right now. The scriptures we just went over, you know. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the fields, which which to this day, to, to tomorrow, is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Why are you worrying about tomorrow? If God did all this for the natural things out there, don't you think he care more about you and me? So have faith in God. You know, have faith in his promises. You know, you know, you know what happened to Peter when he was out there on the sea? Man of God, undoubted God. The Lord done prayed for him, done changed his name, done told him, find this rock, I'm going to build my church because of his testimony. Peter done witnessed to God and told him who he, who he was, who he thought he was. And he said, "Me, flesh and blood did not build this Peter, but my father, which is in heaven, he done, he done certified Peter. And here Peter out there on the water, man. He let doubt and unbelief come in. And he says in the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verse 31 the King James Bible, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Mm. This is Peter, y'all. Powerful man of God. Mm. That's why I say some Christians are the biggest unbelievers. Here's a perfect example. You know, over in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 8 the King James Bible, we move to close, which when Jesus perceived, he said unto him or to them, O ye of little faith, why reckon ye among yourselves because ye have bought no bread? I'm going to feed these 5,000. I'm going to feed these people. You know, you don't need money. I'm going to feed them. I'm going to feed them. You know, give me them five loads and them two fish, and I'm going to pray to the Father, and he's going to multiply to feed all 5,000 of them out here. You know, that's, that's a small task for God. But why are you doubting based on what you see? When you need to be believing based on what I say, who I am, my claims. I'm the bread of life sent down from the Father. And if you eat this bread that I'm bringing, you will never die from hunger. Drink this water, you will never die from thirst. I am the bread of life. Look to me. Look on me and believe. You know, know, what he was doing was revealing to these disciples. You're powerless to do anything about this situation. Because you don't have faith in me. You're full of doubt and unbelief. But if you look on me and believe me for the work's sake that I've already did, then let it boost your faith. Let it reveal some things to you about me and then believe on me. You know, and, and, and I'll take care of feeding these people. I'll take care of healing their disease. He goes on to say in the book of Matthew, chapter 17, verse 17 the King James Bible, then Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. You don't want to deal with it. Bring him to me. You know, these folks, man, right now, rushing people off to the hospital, you need to talk to God on the way to the hospital. You know, pray about it. You know, you don't have to go up in the hospital where they are at. You don't have to go lay hands on them. Remember, elders and all ain't heal nobody. But the prayer of faith will heal you and God will raise you up. That's how we fight. That's how we fight. You know, they were powerless in the storm, as we saw. Yeah. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? You know, that's Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verse 31. And then on the way to uh, the place called Emmaus, Jesus is walking and traveling with them. Listen to this in the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 25, King James Bible. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. You doubting all of that? You know, these these are my true prophets, you know. They speak the truth. They speak what I reveal to them. Why are you doubting them? You know, many, many of them you killed. You know, that was a word for me. You know, that was the foundation that was laid. You know, you doubted them. Now you're doubting me. You're going to doubt the ones that come after me? Then said Peter Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hand and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. It doesn't, shouldn't take that level of, you know, God revealing himself to us for us to believe and not doubt. And so we're going to bring it in right there and end hopefully uh, the word of God, some of the lessons that we've learned that we're better armed and equipped today to fight doubt and unbelief, who to God is a sin because it reveals so much evil. You know, and, and Christians should not be the biggest unbelievers on the planet. God is, is teaching us in a lot of these trials and tribulations that we go through, a lot of them are hidden close to home. But you got to face the question whose report do you believe? You know, what is it that you want God to reveal to you? You know, are you going to give up? Are you going to doubt or uh, disbelieve God? Are you going to believe God? You know, he says, if you don't, you're already condemned. But if you believe, you're not condemned. And so we're going to transition right there. Pray and hope that, uh, you know, the word spoke to you today, that you see the lessons that we learned going through COVID, not be afraid of COVID, but put your faith and confidence in God and what he said and believe that report. You know, you know. Let these things teach us what God wants to teach us through them and let Him reveal to us what He wants us to know. Sometimes He lets us know that faith is is possible and needed. Other times He lets us know how necessary it is. And so it's pretty much up to us. You know, and don't be afraid to ask God questions about things that you don't understand. That's right. You know
3: just
2: Because there are some times that God will speak to us through things we go through like never before. Everything is not going to be revealed through the words you read, but there'll be an answer in there to confirm it mm-hmm. after God revealed it. Mm. You know, that's just Thank his way. Lord. Well, all right then, when well, I'm finished, I'm going to turn you back over now to Pastor Eric and Pastor Phoebe and they'll do the conclusion today and the benediction. Amen, Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe. Thank you all for listening today. Amen. Hopefully you got something out of it. <clears throat>
0: Amen amen, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank God for an awesome word today, an awesome continuation. Yes, yes. Amen. And as we brought it to a close today, I all I can see is God. Got to all see God Lord. in everything. Amen. Has. Amen. Pastor Sharon, look to the Lord, who is the author and yes. the finisher of their faith. Amen. They continued as they always do trust in God every step of the way. Amen. And because of that, they have become the example of what yes. healing is, what healing does. Amen. And because of that, the word is there to help anyone else out there who may be going through a situation right now. You may just be struggling a little, somewhat in your faith, amen. Or you were just looking for a word for the hour, amen, to just help you along, or it just might be a word that you can of encouragement that you can give someone else, amen. We're continuing to pray for all the family, all the ones who are affected by everything that's taking place in this world, whether it be COVID, amen, whether it be finances, amen, whatever the case, whatever it may be, we've learned that Jesus is that answer, amen, he is that hope, amen, and so if you're out there today, amen, and you listen in, you've not accepted him, we open up the door right now for you to accept him, it comes from, as Pastor Sharon, as she Talked on the book of Psalms, the 107th chapter. She went through verses one through eight as she talked about amen. And then she even mentioned amen about over in the book of Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th and, and 10th verses. She said, All those verses, if you get an opportunity, to read that whole chapter. Amen. But it's there for you. It, all it takes today is that if you just shall confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Amen. Yes. The, the scripture says in the book of Romans, the 10, chapter the 9, verse, that thou shalt believe in thy heart. Amen. amen. The Lord Jesus, if you confess that the Lord Jesus, amen. amen, and if you believe in that heart that God, hallelujah, has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. And then you can continue to Thank trust you. in the Lord. Amen. Thank That's you. the beginning of a new life for you. And Thank if you're you. out there and you've just wandered away from Christ, just repent, ask him to forgive you. Come back to him and continue to hold fast to his word, hold fast to his promises. Amen. I love it. As he declared, amen. You were already healed. Amen. No, as man, he man. as He shared that often today, as Heal. he reminded us what right. the Lord spoke to him. Amen. All throughout this process, what he spoke to them. Yeah. Amen. And I'm so glad how they began to go up against Satan and let him know you have no victory here. You're not welcome just as though he's not even welcome in any of your lives amen but they've given you the tools on this day on how to continue to fight, amen. We, as the people of God, we take it to the enemy, amen, and we punch him in the face and let him know you are defeated, amen, because Jesus already defeated you, and he left us, his children, the tools to use to keep you defeated, Amen. amen. So to God be the glory this day, I pray this word has blessed you. Amen. It will be up. It will be posted for you to go back and listen and even go back to the, the, the first beginning of the word that they shared on last Sunday. And then listen to today's message and you will doubly be blessed and you know what bless somebody else with the message it's all about Jesus he loves you he has a greater plan for your life as we continue to keep praying for America amen there's a lot of things happening in the world but I tell you Jesus is the answer and the comfort and the praise and the peace for it all oh give thanks unto the lord for he is good and his mercy endureth forever so as pastor eric and i close you out today again thank you pastors lester thank you. thank you pastor sharon thank you all for an awesome word on today we thank you all for joining us god bless we'll be back on the creating a prayer culture for god uh podcast in the morning amen same conference line 7127757085123218 pound join us as we continue yeah, sure, on sure. expounding on God and everything that he has for you and I and all those to come god bless you we love you enjoy the rest of this day cuz this is the day y'all that the lord has made rejoice yeah. and be glad in it god bless you We love you in Jesus' name. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Thank you, Father, as you close us out today in Jesus' name. We praise you, God. We honor you and we glorify you. And we thank you for every word, every scripture that has been shared on this day. And we thank you for the lives that have been impacted and all those lives and those testimonies that have come forth from what the word of God has done for those who are out there seeking and searching after him. So, God, we love you. We adore you and we extol you. For it is in your name we pray. Amen. God bless.